Hello, this is the World Economic News by Coldwater Economics for Wednesday the 30th of September. First, I need to at least note the China Federation of Logistics and Purchasing's PMIs for September. Not because they were dramatic, they weren't. They neither shocked nor surprised. Uh, manufacturing was up 0.5 points to 51.5 and non-manufacturing up 0.7 points to 55.9. The account they gave then was continuing mild sustained recovery. Nevertheless, there were a couple of interesting details. First, manufacturing exports rose 1.7 points to 50.8, suggesting the first actual expansion since December last year and before that since May 2018. Non-manufacturing orders, export orders, were up 4 points to 49.1, which is the mildest fall since August last year. Both then suggest some modest improvement continuing in September, which extends the underlying surprisingly bullish news from Northeast Asia's exports that we've been tracking over the last couple of months. But set against that, sentiment remains pretty much as it is, and the mild decline in employment continues as it has for years now in both manufacturing and non-manufacturing. More interesting, I think, was Hong Kong's monetary data. Yes, it doesn't sound like a topic to get the pulse racing, but it shows an important story which is not yet told, I think. First, the data. Hong Kong dollar M3 rose 12.1% year on year, with a monthly movement 2.8 standard deviations above trend. Now, what was driving that was a jump in Hong Kong dollar M1 with no less than 60.9% year on year. That's right, 60.9% year on year. And in fact, the dollar gain in Hong Kong dollar M1 accounted for 118% of the rise in M3, the whole lot and more. And you only get that sort of result when Hong Kong is piling into new IPOs. And indeed, that was the case here. If you strip out IPO activity, HKMA says Hong Kong deposits would have risen only 1.4%. But this is a red flashing light telling us that as a financial center, Hong Kong is in the middle of a sizable capital raising boom. If you look at the data, you'll find that during January to August, Hong Kong's IPOs raised 147.7 billion Hong Kong dollars, which was up 74% year on year. And the total amount of capital its markets raised came in at 369.2 billion, which was up 99.4% year to date. So whilst the world has been worrying about political strife, COVID, and China's crackdown, in the third quarter, Hong Kong's financial industry just got very busy. To give you some idea of just how trend-breaking this is, in the year to August 28th, the London Stock Exchange raised just 22.2 billion in new issues and a further 193 billion Hong Kong dollars in other issues, making a grand total of 170.9 billion. And that's equivalent to just 46% of Hong Kong's total fundraising during the same period. Moral, you can never write Hong Kong off. Finally, the US's ADP record of private payrolls found employment up 749,000 or 0.6% month on month in September. 
which suggests a slightly faster rate of rebound than in August. The ADP is a pretty big survey, tracks companies with about a fifth of private um, payrolls, and uh, it compiles these indexes and numbers from looking at about 460,000 companies. It's generally seen as a curtain raiser for Friday's full dual uh, employment surveys, uh, where the consensus is currently expecting a rise of about 900,000. Nevertheless, it has a distinctly more bullish message than an alternative and a new contender, the home-based monthly survey, uh, which is telling a darker story by far uh, from the data it's getting from about 60,000 SMEs. But the point to realize is this, ADP's numbers are still down about 10.4 million from pre-COVID February, or down, that's about down 8.1%. And at this rate of recovery, it will take until the back end of next year before employment totals recover to pre-COVID levels. That's the size of the visible problem, and it's quite a stretch to fix it. Okay, that's all for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you got something out of it. And if you did, please help spread the word about a bulletin. Everything helps. And if you'd like to know more about cold water economics or about anything I've been talking about on these bulletins, please feel free to contact me, Michael Taylor, on mjtcoldwater at fastmail.com. Thank you. <laughs>